I'm Amber. And I'm Becca. From cranberries to cows and everything in between, this is Forward Farming. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to Forward Farming. How are ya? <laughs> I'm great. I'm just laughing at the fact that Earlier today, we were like, okay, this is going to be kind of a short and sweet episode. We're going to get to the goods and be done because we both have things to do. And then we just talk for, what, 10 minutes about, 10 minutes. about a microphone. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's minor. Okay, you're frozen, so I don't even know if you're talking right now, but I'm going to keep talking. Um, tonight's episode, or today's episode, I should say, are you there? <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Were you talking or was I? Yeah, can we just start over? (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. Okay, take two. This might be the first time I have to like edit a video. (laughs) I wouldn't even edit it. Let the people. It's just froze and I'm talking and then all of a sudden I see you're not moving. I was like, oh. Oh, and I was talking at the same time. So I wonder how cool the audio will sound. Anyways, I was. Oh, I was. Porter in the background. I was just trying to say that um, today's episode is um, going to be like short and sweet because we are going to talk about um, water use on the farm and like how we recycle it and stuff like that. So there's, I mean, there's only so much you can say about that, I feel mm-hmm. like, um, yeah. without blabbing on, which we're really good at doing. But I think it'd be fun before we get into that, instead of doing like a update where we get um, sidetracked and talk for like 20 minutes. <laughs> I thought it would be fun to just bring back the highs and lows. Do a high yeah. and low really quick. Yeah. Which one do you want to start with? High or low? Uh, let's just start off with the lows. Get them out of there. Oh my God. My child has just been a little demonic tornado. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but this last week has just. Is there a full I, moon? I don't even know. I, I don't know. I don't know if Mercury's in retrograde, if he's getting teeth, but I decided that uh, Friday of this last week would have been like the perfect day to start potty training when he's already in this mood. <laughs> it lasted a day. <laughs> and then we just, we just had stuff going on over the weekend. So it was poor planning on my part, but if you hear him screaming, hard. Hard. it is, it is, but he, he's so big that he's outgrowing size six diapers right now. Like mm. he's on the cusp of uh, being in pull-ups because that's next size up. So I figured since we're there already, why not just give it a shot and see what happens? Um, he did like two half peas in the potty. He started peeing and I had to like run and grab him and plop him on. And then he finished peeing in, in the potty. But I don't know. I don't know if he knew what was going on, but he just enjoyed getting a free ride and running around <laughs> naked for a little while. He's like, why so, are you carrying me while I'm trying to pee? What's, what's going on? I got him um, two packs of uh, like training underpants. I didn't even know those are a thing, but they are. And uh, I, okay, I should start. I'm keeping this short and sweet. I did zero research on this per usual. So when I found out these were a thing, I'm like, whoa, this is so cool. And I put them on and like literally two seconds later, he starts peeing in them, which (laughs) I should have expected. So he's just like standing there looking down, like what is happening? But he would stand up in the bathtub and like he just started peeing and he'd put his hands on his hips Aww. and just like start spinning and watching it go. So I was like, maybe, maybe you kind of have an idea of what's going on if you're making a game out of it in the bathtub. So uh other than that, 
that uh, that's kind of my low. How about yours? <laughs> um, I will say, just a side note, Pampers, Cruisers, like the 360, they do have size seven. Do they? Yeah. Good they're basically like a pull-up. Um, that's what Jack uses. He's in size six, but they're like, yeah, it's basically a pull-up because it's really hard to get diapers on children and toddlers, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. so yeah, we've been using those for a while. Like he doesn't leak through them or anything, but that was just a, a side <laughs> note. Um, my low for this week is that I have been getting sinus headaches every single afternoon <sighs> and it's so annoying. Cause I, I take, um, Claritin every day. So I think when I run out of my Claritin, I'm going to switch it up and like try different allergy medicine, but yeah, it's the same side of my face every single day. It gets like clogged up. I have some nasty stuff that comes out. Um, I have to like massage it and stuff and I get a terrible headache. I take ibuprofen and like, it kind of feels better, but I'm trying to figure out how to make it go away. Have you tried a neti pot? Ooh. Um, I don't own one, but I do have like a nasal spray. I don't enjoy them, but I suppose I could try it. Yeah. You should try a neti pot. I don't like them either, but if, it if works. it's just on one side, I wonder if that would work. Yeah, or get one where just... it like pushes water in and then sucks it out at the same time. That'd be kind of fun. I don't know about that. I don't know. So I just, <laughs> like, I asked about it on Instagram. People just said like, make sure you're drinking like a lot of water and stuff like that, which I have been. So that's kind of why it's annoying. I'm like, why do I still have this? But I don't know. I'm thinking maybe I just need to, maybe my body's used to Claritin by now. And yeah, it's just weird try. that I'm like only in the afternoons. That is weird. I wonder if it's like part allergies too with all the, there's a lot of pollen with how mm-hmm. dry it's been. I wonder if you like switch to Allegra or something, if that would make a difference. Yeah, maybe I'll do that once I'm, I like don't want to waste my Claritin because I'm just not a wasteful person, but I might, um, might just try out a different kind, see if it works. Anyways, enough about my nasal passages. What's your, uh, what's your high for the week? Uh, my high, my dad had his knee surgery last week and that went well. Um, is he born yet? Uh, he had therapy today. I think this is like his third therapy session. Um, and I think it's a very humbling experience for him. Like he went through therapy last year after he fell off the roof and broke his arm. (laughs) Uh, so I think he's kind of used to it, but I think this is a totally different experience for him. So it's like putting him in, in line a little bit more, but, um, uh, kind of, he's still driving around every day with my mom, does a hot lap around the marsh and stuff and sees what's going on. So he has a lot to think about at least. So he's, he's keeping up with stuff, but he walked over to our house this weekend already. Wow. Like with a, with a cane and he just hobbled over here and sat down and chit-chatted and then hobbled back home, which was pretty impressive. So I think it's good for, oh, oh, good. for them like to get moving right away. Like I've, I've always heard that like the yeah. faster you get moving, like the faster your recovery will be. Yeah. My grandma had her knee done over like Christmas break and they sent her home the same day, <laughs> like, which is crazy for, I mean, no offense that she's like older. But, yeah, she's 80, 82. Wow. But but yeah, they she had an early morning surgery. They had her up uh by like noon and then they did their first therapy session and they're like, Yeah, you're fine, go home. And then she just kept up with therapy like three times a week and it was like a six week recovery. I think that she had to do therapy and she's she's good. <laughs> good. So well, I'm yeah. sure too that goes to 
to show like the advances in like medical because I assume well I guess I don't know what the knee replacement if they have to open the entire kneecap up or like how they do that but like when I had knee surgery um in high school it was just three little slits and mm-hmm. boom bam boom like it's it's crazy yeah it is anyway keep her moving what's your <laughs> what's your <laughs> we need like a little stopwatch like your time's up <laughs> Um, let's see my high. I had it before we even started. You took notes for the rest of the episode, but the one, <laughs> the one thing that I said, um, oh, the kids are trying to break in. I locked them out for you. Bye-bye. <laughs> um, okay. I think my high is going to be um, I don't want to say how clean my house is because it's not that clean, but I, I have, um, been painting my cabinets, uh, the kitchen cabinets, not cabinets, um, counters. And I, I bought like this marble. I don't know if I talked about this before, but I bought like a marble, um, kit from Menards and, um, it looks nothing like marble, but it does look kind of cool. Like I, I do enjoy it. Um, so I have one more. Uh, countertop to do with it but I just feel like ever since I did that I'm like so paranoid of keeping everything clean and stuff and it's just been kind of nice because like my kitchen is clean now and uh I don't know it hopefully I can keep it up but um yeah that's gonna be my high that my kitchen is almost done and it's clean and I'm like getting a little ADD making sure that it's clean (laughs) Oh, you're frozen again. You froze. I don't know what's <laughs> going on. I don't know if it's you know. or if it's me. Maybe it's just the universe's sign to tell us to keep her moving. Keep her moving. Okay. Um. Well, there's our highs and lows. I think, yeah, that's great. So let's get into water, hey? Yeah, let's go. Um. I mean, I think obviously agriculture uses a lot of water. We mm-hmm. There's a lot of needs for it. Um. And I think that, I don't want to say activists, but that's just something that activists in the media um, tend to drag us under the under the mud for is our use of water. But what they aren't talking about is how we recycle our water and how, um, uh, what's the word, We're like responsible with our water we are. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good word to put it. Um, so I guess, I don't know if you want to start with kind of just sharing, obviously cranberries are not grown in the water, but you use a ton of water for harvest and irrigation and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you just want to go into like how you guys are recycling it. Yeah. This is the one topic where people will just, this is like a huge, huge misconception that I don't know if they, if you want to call them activists, I'm just going to say uneducated folks will come up and, and kind of chew me out especially if I'm doing a public event, it's not so much on social media, but it's like in-person events where people come up to me and just like yell at me for how wasteful of uh, an industry we are. And it's like, okay, where are you getting this information from? Because clearly it's not from a proper source. And then Mm -hmm. um, anyway, we kind of break it, I break it down for them. Um, So yeah, we do use a lot of water all year round. Um, and we have to keep track of all the water we use. I have to fill out a water report for the DNR every single year. I think like in February, I have to send that in. So basically, um, we have to do math to figure out how much water our sprinklers are putting out when we irrigate, 
um, based on like the size of the nozzle, based off the size of our engines that are pumping the water um, through the irrigation lines. So we have to figure out like specifically how much water per second is being used for irrigation. And then we keep track of how long we irrigate for every single day. Um, and all that gets written down into a formula at the end of the year. And then we have to figure out how much water is being used when we harvest. So again, we have a formula that breaks down how much water is being pushed in um, uh, through the pipes when we start flooding for harvest and for winter flooding. Um, so we know like how much, how, like how much gallons per square foot we're using. Like it's very precise. Um, and we, we keep that all together in our records and every year we have to send this in and we keep track every single year, how much we're using. Um, but so how we use it. So we are, we're in a marsh. So we have a very high water table naturally, which is very great for cranberries. Um, so we have lots of ponds or reservoirs, whatever you want to call them scattered throughout our property. Um, and all of those reservoirs are connected to a ditch, like a larger ditch. And those larger ditches are all connected to the beds where the cranberries are grown. So everything is just kind of made in a big loop, basically. So every ounce of water that is pulled from a pond that gets put into the cranberry bed, um, the sand is even an extra filtration system in the cranberries where they're grown. So when the water is getting filtered through the vines and any water that's run off during irrigation gets soaked back through um, the vines, so they're filtered through the vines or filtered through the sand again, and then it returns to groundwater. Or if we're using a lot of water, it goes into the ditches and then it just kind of loops right back into the larger ditches and then that gets pushed back into the ponds where they came from. So it's literally just like a continuous loop. So the water is cleaner after we use it um, because of the um, soil that we're using and in, in the drain tile and all that stuff is extra filtration. So it's literally just being continuously looped through. And the second we're done using it, the second it goes right back in. So there's not a lot that we're there. Like our, our industry is, um, ocean spray was the first big co-op to be 100% sustainable throughout the, the all growers, all 700, growers that are part of ocean spray, every single one of us is 100% sustainable. And that was the first big like egg industry, um, to be recognized for that. So on like everything we use is everything we use is being reused one way, shape or form. Um, and I think that's why there's so many growers that are on their fourth, fifth, sixth, you know, 10th generation is because we are such good stewards of the land and everything. Um, there's so much research and science that goes into this um, that keeps us being able to produce the same crop year after year and make it bigger and better every single year without wasting the land and destroying it. So in a nutshell, everything gets looped back through um, and, and just recycled. That's, that's kind of our motto. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Golf claps. I'm, I'm clapping for you. Snaps for Thank Amber. You. Snaps. <laughs> Um, I, I found this number online and I can't find what year it's from. So like, I'm not sure how accurate it is, but it states that the United States uses 587.76 million gallons of recycled water per day, um, for egg irrigation. Wow. Which is, I mean, that's crazy. We do not irrigate a lot around here. Um, 
it's just our like climate and area we don't have to but I know um out west they do a lot Mm -hmm. um so I guess I don't want to speak on irrigation by any means but I do know just from what I've learned on social media that it's kind of like you like they have to keep track of the water they're using um some people are um they only have a certain amount that they can use for irrigation stuff so that gets scary too and that's got to be so Mm -hmm. stressful like with the drought and stuff because if you're not getting rain and you used all of your water for the year however that works I mean you're just you're praying for the best and hoping that you have good insurance, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. And, and that's one thing that we are so fortunate to have. I mean, we use water for irrigation. We use it during drought. We use it when it's cold. We use it for frost protection. We use it for so many different things. And because we are, are so lucky to have a high water table out here, it's, it's, I don't want to say we have like unlimited supply, but you know, right now we're going through this drought. We it like sprinkled today and it hasn't rained like a good rain in almost like a month, I think. Um, so our ponds levels are dropping a lot. Um, we're starting to see sandbars out there that I haven't seen in a really long time. Um, but because we have so many marshes surrounding us as well, um, all of our ponds are, are connected too. So if like our neighbor down the way, like anytime we're using a lot of water and like moving water around, we have to let our neighbors know like, Hey, this we're, we're pushing this into like our shared pond just as a heads up. So you can move your water around and like push it down to the, towards the neighbors. And all of our water is basically coming from one little Creek, um, that is along our property line. And, and that feeds like miles of marshes down the way. So it, it, it's all starting from one central location and feeding so many other, other properties as well. So it's, it's not, so if anything ever happened to that Creek, like we'd all be <laughs> SOL, but um, yeah, like it, it's not fun right now because you, you're just watching the pond levels just drop every single day because you're having to irrigate more. Um, and you know, that uses so many gallons of water and just watching it drop, drop, drop with no but no real end in sight is a kind of a scary feeling. Cause it's like, yeah, like you were saying, like you only have an allotted amount of water that you can use for the year. And if you run out, like, what do you, what do you do? You, you need that water. So do you, I don't well, know. It's that's okay, a fun so, part of farming. <laughs> yeah. Irrigation for you is one thing. Um, but if you ran out of water, theoretically, how would you harvest? Has that ever happened to anyone? Knock on wood. No, knock okay. on wood. I mean, they figure it out, but yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there. You can uh, hand rake. Um, it, it would just take, take a lot longer. <laughs> a lot <laughs> longer. A lot longer. And I don't think there's enough hand rakes available for it to be an option. I don't know. I don't want to think about it. I don't know okay. if that's ever been I a just, thought. I don't know. Yeah, that's, I mean, like, yeah, that's weird. I mean, I feel like you'd probably be better off if you just found water, even if you had to like buy it from someone and have it trucked in or, Mm -hmm. you know, because you could always, you're obviously going to recycle it. So that, or, um, you might have to, to harvest like, uh, like the fresh crops do they harvest in a little bit of a different way. So they just use a little bit of water. So they kind of use enough just to barely cover the vines 
So they're not using, you know, that extra bit to really get everything up and out. Um, so maybe you could do it that way where you're using, still using water, but just not as much. I don't know. I don't want to think about it. How about you? I don't really think about how, um, like dairy farms use water necessarily, or I don't really, I don't know. I'm not like, this is where I'm so, um, I don't want to say sheltered, but I don't think about other crops that are beyond my nose. So what, what do you know about water use in your world? Oh my gosh. You're probably going to hear my kids. They're literally like under the door asking if I'm done. Um, okay. I was kind of trying to think like just on our farm now, but we're so small. Like we don't really have, we don't use a ton of water. Like we don't irrigate. Um, basically the only water we really use is to water the cows. Um, so I guess like in turn, uh, we recycle that water that eventually gets made into pee that eventually goes into our manure, you know, like, yeah, it comes back in like in fertilizer, I guess for our crops, but, um, just kind of thinking on the dairy side of things. Um, I mean, cows drink a lot of water. They drink about a bathtub a day, which is like 30 to 50 gallons. Um, but their milk is also 90% water. So it's, you know, they have to drink a lot to produce that milk. Um, and you know, we also use a lot of water, um, to cool down the milk. So when the milk comes out of a cow, it's their body temperature was, which is usually going to be around 101.5. And when you get it into the bulk tank, you need to get it down to like 37 degrees as fast as you can, just to prevent any bacteria from growing things like Mm. that. Um, so it goes through a plate cooler, which is essentially like a bunch of cold water kind of running through it. And as the milk goes through, it cools it down really fast. Um, ours used to, so it would come out of the cow at like 101.5, go through the plate cooler, and then it would go into the bulk tank. Oh, maybe around like 60 or 70 degrees, I think. And then the bulk tank cools it the rest of the way down. Um, and so that uses obviously a lot of water, but that water is also very, um, easy to recycle. Um, it's going to be a little bit warmer when it comes out of the plate cooler, but, um, like on the dairy, we used it to wash down our parlor. Um, we used to use it to water cows, which I don't know if it was like approved anymore. I don't know why it wouldn't be, but like there's weird rule. There's weird rules for cows now. Um, let's see what else. Some farms flush their barns out. We always just scrape them with a skid loader, but some have a flush system. Um, so it'll take that recycled water. Can you hear my kids? A little bit. Oh gosh, I'm sorry. Um, so it'll take that, that water and it'll just like flush all the manure out of the barn. Um, it can be used for irrigation. It can be used, um, some of our water used to go into our, um, liquid manure pit. Um, and then that obviously was spread out in the field, um, as fertilizer. Um, what else did we do? Um, misters, um, are used on a farm. Um, so, you know, especially places that get a little bit hotter than us, they'll have misters, um, usually like over their feed rails, um, that can miss the cows, but that can all come from the plate cooler water. Um, gosh, I think that might be all that I can think of, but there's just, there's so many ways. I think they say on average, like a dairy farmer reuses their water four to six times. Oh, wow. Um, which was very surprising to me, but then you kind of start to think about it. 
it's just like when people say how sustainable farmers are, you don't really think about it until you like see the 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 examples and then you're like, oh yeah, we do that. Like mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. So um yeah, I mean dairy farmers just use they use a lot of water, but they recycle a lot of water. So I think it's just important to remember that. Um, you know, there's two sides to every story and we can't just be like, oh, they use all this water. Like or yeah. you know, that the posts that are like that they use this many gallons of water to produce one gallon of milk. Like, how is that sustainable? And it's like, can we look at the bigger picture here? Yeah. You're looking at a very tiny statistic. Like that's what, that. yeah, that's what makes me so frustrated. It's like, people don't think about the whole picture. They're just thinking about the one thing that they see. And I think that's why it's so important to show the whole thing, especially on like social media where people are getting this information from to show because again like I I literally made a video showing the harvest process and saying like oh yeah all the water we use gets pushed back right where it came from and there's people commenting like oh you're so wasteful with water it's like how please show me how this is being wasteful like Like I'm I'm showing you just like (laughs) spreading it out (laughs) onto your lawn afterwards yeah where am I wasting this like do you want me to send like or or they'll be like there's thirsty children in Africa I'm like yeah there's thirsty people in America too like what are you gonna do bottle it up and just ship it over (laughs) I'll send them some cranberry juice like I don't oh my gosh speaking of okay this is this is so cool we're almost done here um okay I on YouTube we watch a, uh, a couple called ambition strikes they are in like I don't know if they're in Utah or something. They live off grid. I don't know. Joey and I watch them every every Sunday. And they got a um rain or like a filtration system that it's like a giant dehumidifier and it produces clean water. So the the company, I don't even I don't remember what the company you guys can Google it. I'm sure it'll pop up. But the company um has been making these and it's like that is one of their things is that they want to get it in those countries that can't produce their own water. They like can't drill wells and stuff because it's basically making water out of air. It was awesome. It was so awesome. Hmm. I'm like, I mean, I'm sure they're really expensive and I, I don't. Yeah. It pulls like the humidity from the air. Yeah. It pulls the humidity from the air and then it like, um, like gets the condensation almost like a dehumidifier would. And then I think it had like a filter system. Um, to go through it well that's pretty neat right it's kind of like one of those duh why didn't you think of the sooner things yeah like it popped up and I I looked at Joey I'm like is that like a giant dehumidifier and I mean kind of essentially is what it was so that's pretty cool but um yeah I think I mean you just you have to be innovative on how you're gonna get water but that was kind of off topic because I'm sorry but you're not gonna be able to solve the water issues in other countries um right right i think and essentially we're as farmers we're doing the best that we can to be stewards of our land and keep it going but we can't fix all the world's problems right so, and and i mean like we're living off of the land why is it to destroy it in the process like that makes no sense at mm-hmm. all yeah no sense at all so think about that um share that with your friends next time they try to bash farming as they're um, watering their lawn 
during a drought. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those but, um, <laughs> topic for a different day. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I think next week's topic is probably going to be a doozy. I'm excited for it yeah. though. I am too. If, if you missed Becca's post that she made, that was very Wisconsin of me post. Uh, if you missed her Instagram post that she shared today on Monday, um, go check that out because that, uh, that's going to be our topic probably for next week. We're going to be talking about sharing your children online and our thoughts on that. So there might be a trigger warning. Um, so if you're, if you're kind of sensitive to children issues, maybe this one won't be for you. And if that's the case, that's no problem. We'll see you the following week. Uh, so just want to throw that out there, but if you guys have opinions on it that are kind and respectful, head over to Becca's post and share that. Um, because we like seeing what you guys think about things and what your opinions are. And if they're similar or different than ours, uh, we, we want to talk about it. So that'll be next week. And I'm excited to have like a good conversation about it because it'll, this is, it'll probably be a longer one. So we're breaking up your feed, giving you a short, quick one today. And I don't think it's been that short. (laughs) (laughs) It has a a shorter one. (laughs) Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. There's There's been a lot of good perspectives that have been shared with me so far. And um, I may have gone through my Facebook um, and deleted like half my friends. But mm-hmm. that was something that needed to be done. Um, and you know, too, like uh, when people get like Facebook hacked and then they change <laughs> to like, I don't know if that's Arabic lettering. I found a couple of those and I'm like, how are you still on my Facebook friends? So anyways, um, we'll talk about that more next week. But Thank you guys so much for listening. If you are not following us yet on our social media platforms, you can find us at Forward Farming Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can find Amber at Cranberry Chats, and I am at Becca Helby. And we'd love for you to leave us a rating and review. Nice one, please. That'd be great. Lint liquors. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, so, <laughs> thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye.